if I had to locate this on somewhere in a dystopian, utopian binary, mm-hmm. or if I had to put it on a spectrum between the two, I, I, I would tilt it more towards the utopian end of things, simply because it does posit that some cataclysm has destroyed technologically advanced plenitude as we know it. So they're not getting their food shipped in from factory farms that are elsewhere, but they're having to you know, scrounge for themselves. Um, that is the case, yes. But the way that they live is people having a go at their version of, ut- of utopia, one that is materially poorer than ours, but in which community and equilibrium is not just sort of vocalized, not, it's not just rhetorical, but the hierarchies that are in place and the conflicts that are taking place for these characters are all about maintaining that actual balance, maintaining as close to egalitarianism and maintaining this way of life, which is precarious and difficult, but full of pleasures. They get off their boat and go swimming and all of that kind of thing. So I don't, I don't scan it as dystopian, despite it, you know, it's post-apocalyptic. Yes. That's this more, is really that's, interesting, because I, I don't know that stability is a trait particularly of utopia or dystopia. I mean, they, they, they both seek some sort of equilibrium there. What I was looking at was, uh, well, you know, the agency of the main character. I mean, the vast majority of it is about um, how things beyond his control were victimizing him. And that, that didn't make it a utopia to me. And I say this as someone who reads a lot of fiction, not as somebody who uh, is, a, is a scholar of the differences between the two. I could absolutely be wrong. I'm just saying that, like, as I was reading it, that's what I was thinking. Well, this is a good time to talk about what utopia is and what dystopia is. Um, I think we all sort of have an offhanded practical idea of what dystopia is, in that it is sort of the inverse of utopia. And I think that utopia, to me, any kind of utopianism, broadly stated, is sort of an attempt. It's a way of thinking about finally having transcended history or have stepped outside the bounds of history, by which I mean history is flux and change. History is dialectical, if you're being a Hegelian uh, or a Marxist. History is the thing that produces sort of macro-level conflicts and frictions. It produces class conflicts. It produces conflicts between nations. It produces religious and ideological conflicts. And I think utopia is that which seeks and perhaps succeeds in a sense in getting beyond that, um, you know, either being somehow outside of history or beyond history. And, you know, I think there's a reason we talk that, that utopia is often used disparagingly. That doesn't sound that doesn't sound very possible. Certainly, those of us living with, living in history who have any kind of historical perspective, we look at that with a gimlet eye and say, "No way." And I think that so much of the history of the United States, in particular, is a history of particular tiny groups that believe that their that their belief system practiced communally in some way could lead them to utopia. And, and then you have hence you have all of these kooky little religious sects, some of which became quite big and are still with us. Um, and some of which flamed out because their millenarian thinking was so outre that they, you know, stopped having kids or whatever. Um, but I mean, well, I guess what I'm saying here is this is when we talk about the kind of fiction that we expect to see in the future that gets passed. I, th- I think one thing we talked about recently when we had this um, interview we just did with this mm-hmm. writer for Sci-Fi Magazine, um, that piece will be coming out soon, I think. And, and we'll share that certainly on the Patreon and we'll talk about it on the pod, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm excited. 
Yeah, and I'll, I want to stop rambling. I think that we talked about uh, the thing that I posited, and you may not agree, but what I posited is I think dystopianism is probably peaked, at least for the time being, in storytelling. And the reason I think that is because this is really crucial to this story. We are now in the bad time. <laughs> I mean, there's a global pandemic on. Um, we're having conversations about politics that are along the lines of, will our current president steal the election and become a dictator? Will there be martial law? And I still think those are sometimes, those are often overstated, but like it's being discussed. Um, there's a huge economic crisis. We're aware of the, the sort of ecological and climatological crises we face. Um, and I could go down the list. My point is that like, even though after this, I'm still going to do my laundry and maybe watch some basketball. Like, just to be frank, we are in the bad time from a dystopian story now. Uh, we are in the really troubled moment. So, you know, I, I think that, that people will be interested in something other than the dystopian impulse, which is to sort of wait for that shoe to drop, to posit that, that, will, that the bad time will be coming. I think people are going to ask, as people in the story are asking is, all right, like, what do we do? What do we actually do in the face of the bad time? And I think that, that what we have here is a community that has tried to build a utopia that can step outside of their, that can sort of at least bring a, um, an equilibrium to their experience of history. Hey everyone, what you just heard is a preview of our latest exclusive episode. To hear the rest and to access our entire catalog of exclusive content, as well as our patrons only discord chat, Become a patron at patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. That's where you can support our work and make sure you get access to everything we do. Patreon.com slash podsidepicnic.